You forgot. Houston, we have a problem. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Good News America 365 and to another episode of our new show, One on One. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and I am still here with our guest, Tasha, hearing the tragic details of her love story gone wrong. From falling in love with the love of her life to breaking up with the love of her life, only to wind up at the altar, exchanging vows with a man who would commit to a marriage of infidelity. So, if you haven't already, turn me up. This is Real Talk with Real People. This good conversation starts now. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Hold down. All right, Tasha. Now, what happened with this other woman? She was begging him to leave me. She was tired of being kept in the dark. Um, she loved him for 10 years. So she had been waiting for him, yeah, for 10 years. What? How long had they been dealing with each other? Apparently, from the first time we broke up, when he started talking to his other's child's mother, he had been on and off with her that whole time. My goodness. So on the 27th, I called her. And she lied. Oh, yeah. She's protecting her future husband. But, baby, when I say she called him within the quickness when I got off the phone. His phone started ringing. Called him within the quickness. He was at work. But when she called him. He knew this was going to be the longest day of his life because I didn't call him. I left work. I went to Miller's L's house with one of my coworkers. Mm -hmm. I proceeded about the day as if everything was cool. I didn't say nothing. But he knew. He knew I knew. And he was just trying to see how was I going to come at him about it. I came home. I played with my kids. He had some clients in, in the house. I didn't say nothing. I treated everybody as if everything was normal. You spoke to him too? I spoke to him. Mm-hmm. I didn't give him no difference. But wait, did you know at that time that he knew that he had already uh-huh. had that call? So you knew that she uh-huh. called? Uh-huh. Okay. I knew she had called him. I knew she had. So I just kind of just let it be. I didn't say nothing. We got in the bed. He tried to touch me. I just rolled over the second day, this is a Friday that I had addressed her. Saturday, he got up. He went to uh, work. We were getting ready to go. To, we were supposed to be going to a Halloween party that night. Mm-hmm. I went and got the face paint because we went as dead presidents. Mm-hmm. I got dressed. I was letting it be like we came home. And when he got in the bed, I took his watch and I sent more messages. She was giving him a different number to reach her. Girl, are you serious? She was going going to Mexico. She had been bought them tickets to go to Mexico, but he couldn't go because he doesn't have a passport. I wonder if he would have went. He he won't go be able to explain that. Mm -hmm. But 
she uh, was saying she was going to be in Mexico and he he was giving her one word responses and then he was like, okay, I can't believe this is it. There is no more you. And she was like, I'm so hurt and this as if they're not destroying somebody's whole entire world. Exactly. Like you're worried about how she feels and the fact that she's not going to be around anymore. Like seriously? When I read that, I cut our TV up really loud. I shut my room door and I got on top of him. And I think he thought we was about to have sex. He was like, what's wrong? I say, so you say that's the only woman you ever loved. The only woman you'll ever trust. You can't believe she leaving you? I said, really? It was nothing but God that literally spared that man's life because my Mm. daughter started crying at the door. I got off him and I balled up in the corner and I was heartbroken. The stuff that I was reading in the messages, it was like, when? Where did you find time? Al, why is she doing this with you? Like, who told you that it was okay to entertain a married man? Who told you as a married man that it was okay to entertain another woman? Who told you it was okay? Who told you it was okay to hurt me? And our family. What about our family? Um, the next day, you know, he was like, I don't want I don't want to lose you. And, you know, it was the normal, but I, I hadn't checked out mentally. It was nothing you can say to me that was going to make me feel like you were going to work hard to do what you needed to do for us. He was part of a motorcycle club, still is part of that motorcycle club. But and on his Thursday nights, which was they set night. That would be the nights that he would go and see her. Oh, that's and, where he had time. I mean, and it was his Tuesdays because he was off work on Tuesdays. So he had time to see her. And here it is. I'm like, I couldn't get a. It was hard for me to find time for us. But you were making time for her. Mm-hmm. Which hurts almost just as bad as the text because messages I'm, you see. Yes. I told him if he wanted this to work, the first thing he had to do was cut the motorcycle club. I didn't tell him he had to leave. I said, you need to stop it for now. Mm-hmm. I didn't even tell him he had to leave it altogether. I said, you needed to stop it for now and fix this marriage. The more he was thinking about, I guess, fixing it, the more it became hard for him. Like he didn't want to do it. The marriage? He didn't want to fix it. He didn't want to make it right. I'm never going to forget December 3rd was the day of his motorcycle annual party. We were going to it. We was we were trying, you know, to do what we needed to do. We went and saw the pastor. He told the pastor he didn't want to lose his family. He wanted to make everything right. He wanted to do everything. And the pastor told him, I said, he, he told him, you're going to have to work. And I told him, I said, just like I watched you fix your bike. He couldn't figure out what was wrong with his bike one day. Mm-hmm. And I watched him outside for hours fixing that bike like his life depended on it. And I would tell him, fix this marriage like you fixed that damn bike. Mm. You made it work. Make you didn't this know work what too. was wrong. You better put that same amount of energy into this the way you put into that bike. And more. And December 3rd, 
I picked him up from work. We were fine. You know, we was in a, a cool place. I dropped him off at home and I went to the mall. I was trying to find me something to wear to the park, something that was appropriate. Mm-hmm. And in an hour of being gone and coming back, he decided he didn't want to go no more and that he needed some lead to get some air because he's just not right for me. What? What didn't happen from the time I picked you up till now? Sometimes they say that you can't even live with your own guilt, you know, when you do things and you know that there's, like you said, it's going to take so much for you to fix what you've broken. And it's sometimes easier for people to just say, I don't even want to fix it. It's so cowardly. It's so cowardly. But instead of putting in that effort, they're like, well, it's easier to just not. He walked out the house December 3rd after I kind of just passed out. Like, I picked the Christmas tree up. The Christmas tree? (laughs) You strong. You done picked up the Christmas tree. (laughs) You probably... (laughs) Did you slam it on him, too? You should have taken taken the ornaments off the tree and just hauled them at him. I started flinging those. Now, that would have been what I did, so I can't say nothing about that. (laughs) The part about that, though, was our daughter was right there. So, if I regretted anything, it was doing that in front of her. Yeah, but you can't... It's hard to control your emotions when you're in the middle of something like that. He walked out December 3rd, and he's been gone ever since. Wow. All that time. Yes, um... The first month, it was ugly. It was nasty. I was depressed. I became suicidal. I couldn't figure out what I had done to make somebody who's basically been with me my whole life walk out on me and our family. I couldn't figure out what I needed to do to get him to come back home. I had stopped eating. I wasn't paying attention to my kids. And my son, what uh, took that change was my son. He came in the room while I was sitting here crying. Excuse me. It's okay. I was balled up in the corner on the floor. He came in the room and he he was asking him that mommy was wrong. And I was like, done. He was like, are you crying because Gary's gone? And I was like, yeah. My son is seven, mind you. Mm-hmm. And he he said, won't you just get up and get over it? Oh. He was like, because I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Leave it to the kids. Oh, Jesus. I'm hungry. Get over it. Just stop crying. Like, don't think about it. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? So simple. (laughs) And it was like, okay, I'll get up. So that to me was like the beginning of Tasha trying to get her strength. And every day, even up until now, today, it's a fight. It's a fight for my my peace. It's a fight for my happiness. Mm -hmm. It's a fight. Yes, I've given it to God, but it's still in that same term, you know. Every day is it's a it's a new challenge it's still to live. Hard, yeah. To figure out my next step, my next move. So what the thing was figuring out finances because he had and walked out and just left bills for me to figure out, figure out a schedule to take care of my kids on my own now. He didn't do anything. He didn't help with anything. He just left. Just left. How selfish. He paid. He paid January's rent, and that was it. God, seriously. Mm-hmm. How selfish. 
he moved in with her and then they started posting pictures on social media and she started saying my first love is back <gasps> oh my god i mean no type of compassion no empathy no anything nope and he has had nothing to say for himself but i can't i can't or i can't mm-hmm. do this and then i'm just i'm gone january and february were were terrible were terrible months for me and at the end of February, one of my girlfriends had reached out to me, you know, unbeknownst to what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm just checking on you. You know, I noticed that you, you, you know, your statuses aren't the same on Facebook or anything. And I just told her, you know, what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And she was like, will not you come and join this class with me and come work out? So that was the first part of me getting back to me. Started working out Monday through Friday. I started eating differently. I started going out. I started putting on clothes. The words would echo over in my head over and over. You getting fat or your security shirt make you look huge. Mm-hmm. You don't got no confidence in yourself. Those were things that he said to me. Oh, he said those things to you. Which is why he started talking to her. Oh, my God. All the time and patience that you put into him. But that's the thing. He didn't love me unconditionally. Because if he loved me unconditionally, he should have been able to love me through what I was going through. Yeah. And help you through it. You helped him. You opened up your living room so that he could expand and be able to practice something that he loved to do. It wasn't just about him bringing in income for the family, but you made that possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, if and you feel like I'm losing myself and gaining weight and, and my clothes aren't fitting right, then take me to the gym. Let's go work out together. The same way your friend did that for you. He's supposed to be your friend. He's supposed to do that for you. Nope. I won't say come work out with me. No, I won't want to do that. But that's where we should start paying attention to those type of things. We don't. You should be able to love all of me. Mm-hmm. And he did it. He, he'll tell me to this day. If I was to call him right now on the phone, right now, he'll say I love me to death. I love her with all of me. But I can't be the man that she needs me to be for her. How do you feel about that when he says that? I feel like it's bull sugar honey iced tea. Mm -hmm. And I say that because the man that you were supposed to be for me, you went and became that for somebody else. Mm -hmm. You choose to be that person, just like you choose to love. You you choose to to be faithful. Those are all choices that you make. And so what I needed for him to understand is that I wasn't an option. I'm a priority and I'm never going to be an option as your wife. And the fact that she's content with that, mm-hmm. she's content with knowing that you walked out on your family. She's happy. But yet you could tell me, oh, she's heartbroken. No, if she if she heartbroken, you walked out on your family to come be one. Well, then, really? then she wouldn't have had you if she was heartbroken. She would have told you to take your tail home. That wasn't the case. She she opened it up. And, and guess what? The same pattern. He over there cutting hair inside of her place. Mm. He's still at the motorcycle club. Oh, but she got a little money. So it makes things look easier. Mm. So it made sense to me. You were tired of being a man. So you went to go where you didn't have to be one at. Yeah. 
That's what it sounds like because she made it so simple. And he knew that if she was willing to participate in him stepping out on you, then her requirements had to be low. Mm-hmm. It's lazy and it's selfish. God, that is horrible. Mm-hmm. The closer it got to our anniversary date, the harder it became for me. Now, I had I hadn't lost weight and I started posting my pictures, not for the sake of attention, mm-hmm. but just that empowerment of I can do it, you can do it too. But even if you did post it for attention, there was nothing wrong with that either. And the crazy part is a lot of people still don't know what was going on with me. Do you know how many people I still see to this day that that, that will say congratulations? <laughs> mm-hmm. Not even knowing that you're I not even like, with her. I just say thank you and I keep moving. Well, people go, how's your husband? He fine. I keep moving. Wow. That's strong for you to be able to do that. It's the hardest thing ever. It is the hardest thing ever. My anniversary day came. And I cried that morning. I went and worked out that evening. And then that night I went to Fridays and I literally got drunk as a scar. Look, you deserve <laughs> a couple of those days. Shoot. <laughs> so my middle name is Amina. So I called it my anniversary mm. Celebration of me. One of his sisters, she's been very supportive of me. Mm-hmm. She's been there for me. And two days later... The girl called me. The, gr- the other woman? The other woman. So May 1st, 2017, I, ce- I celebrated my anniversary. May 3rd, 2017, I got a call from her. What and could she possibly have to say? If the first word out of her mouth isn't so sorry. She tried, but I ripped her a new butthole before she can get the rest out. Oh. She called. She said, first, I want to apologize. She said, I want to apologize. I said, if you finna tell me you about to apologize, I said, you can get the F off my phone. Mm. I said, I'm going to ask you this. I said, is he still at your house? She was like, yeah. I said, so what are you apologizing mm-hmm. for? Mm-hmm. I said, you're not sorry. I said, what it is is you feeling bad because you finding out how he really oh, is. Oh, my goodness. I forgot about that because it's only a matter of time. I said, but not only that, let me guess. He probably told you he feeling some type of way and he want to come back home and he miss his family and yada, yada, yada. And you calling me just to check the temperature over here. Oh, that's what that is. And sure enough, he was feeling confused and he wanted to come back home and then he didn't. And it, it was a back and forth thing until I decided. I'm not going to tolerate the back and forth. I'm going to continue to do what I was doing before you decided that you you were going to come over and I just needed to see my family and I don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. Continue getting your daughter. He's an amazing father. I'll never take that away from him. He's a terrible husband. But just the fact that she, I can't, I almost don't even... Like the selfishness of her to even call because that's exactly what it was, a temperature check. Mm -hmm. She was trying to check the temperature. She wanted to clear the tension. I say, baby, I'm going to tell you this so you'll know. There ain't no tension between me and you. The tension is between me and my husband. Mm. I said, and what make you think that what you two are doing is okay? She told me out of her mouth, and I quote, 
he wasn't mentally ready to be with me then. And I said, so he went and got married. And a whole family. And now he mentally ready to be with you. And you as a woman, you okay with that. What do women's morals and values go? Where, where It's like they have none no more. Yeah. It's, they content with whatever man throw them. And that's why it's so easy. That's why men don't. They don't fight for us no more. Because there's somebody else that'll just take them so that they don't have to fight. They don't court us anymore. We're not we're not cared for no more. I'm, I'm not going to say every man because, you know, there's some men out there who treat their wives or their girlfriends mm-hmm. or, you know, as, as such as queens. Mm-hmm. I've witnessed it. Mm-hmm. But to know that it's always the other woman, you know, the biggest thing now is, you know, sad chicks are, are, are winning. And it's like... What are you winning? That's a good question. Yeah. What are you winning? Um, help me figure that out. Like, you okay with what you've done to, to my home? You okay that you not only emotionally destroyed, but mentally destroyed someone? Mm-hmm. You okay with knowing that my kids ask for their daddy every day? I don't understand what what she could think. Like, what could be going through her mind? Like and she has a and she has a daughter. How could you do that to somebody else? It's kind of this this whole attitude now, and I'm not even gonna say if it's based off of truth or if it's based off of a lie, but I feel like it's this attitude now where we feel that we don't have these options and that like these men is such a small amount of them and that I don't know what it was about yours that she felt was so desirable. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, she felt like this man here is one of the, the few options and I've got to take, I don't, I don't care. I have to have him by any means necessary because for some women, it feels like there aren't any options anymore. And that it's almost like the hunger games when it comes to dating, like mm-hmm. that's where the morals go. It's almost like they're looking at dating as like a survival, a means of survival. Like, Hey, I'm sorry to have to cut your throat, but it was mine or yours. One of us has to end up single. For me, I had to tell him, if you have to think about choosing me, don't. Don't choose me. Just leave. I said, because I never had a thought. When it when it was asked, would I go back to my son's father or would I take him? It wasn't even a thought. So for me, it's been figuring it out. Figuring how can I move past this? How can I get to the point to where I can say, okay, I can file a divorce? I haven't filed a divorce yet because literally I walked into the courthouse when I was on vacation and I broke down before I can even say what I was there for. How can I tell a judge I want a divorce when I can't even keep a straight face with saying I don't miss my husband? Mm -hmm. I still miss him. That's the crazy part. Mm -hmm. But now I'm at a place to where it's like your words mean nothing to me. Your actions are everything. So you can keep telling me, I, I want to come home. I want to come home. I want to come home. But your actions are showing me you content with what you got going on yeah. because it's easy for you. 
you don't have no responsibility. And what's going to happen when you come back? Because if you thought it was hard before. I told him, I said, if you feel like you're growing over there because you making moves because you have the finances to do so, then by all means, stay over there. But I want you to think about what you've done over here. You put me in a financial bind that I had to figure out on my own. It's me sitting at the doctor's office by myself. It's me sitting up late by myself. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I'm not the only woman. I'm not the only mom that goes, it's happening to women now, and some women are just okay with it. I've accepted what has happened, and I'm able to smile again. I took a picture at the prom last night. Mm-hmm. I, I work at a high school, so I attended the senior prom, so I got my sexy on last That's night. That's right. I was appropriate. Uh-huh, but you had the little hair flip, uh-huh. the little hair curl. <laughs> had a little gloss on my lip. <laughs> and, um... One of the students captured a picture of me, and they said they hadn't seen me smile like that in a long time. And it was like, wow, the last time I smiled like that was my wedding day. Wow. I was able to smile. And it was more so because I let my guard down and I was able to have some fun without the thought of when I get home, I'm going to be there by myself. Um, I'm not going to be there with my husband. Um you know, the the factors of after you come from going out and you want to go home and cuddle, I cuddle with my pillow now. Yeah. Look, I've been doing it for years. <laughs> but no, that's really, that's really hard to deal with, you know, and cope with. Like, you had an entire life, you know, with someone else. And not even just a life, but a childhood, really. Like, he was almost in every, honestly, not almost, he was in every chapter or phase of your life from high school to college to being a young adult to you know having a family and being an adult like he's been there for every single phase of your life yeah but I I have to keep in mind this trial I'll say that I'm going through or this storm that I'm going through Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. it's not even about him I felt like this was more about me I'm taking this spiritual walk with God true enough to get closer to him. Mm-hmm. But it took this for me to do that. It took for him to leave for me to find out just how strong I really was. Mm-hmm. It took for him to to degrade me for me to work out again. And it's crazy that those are the things that it takes for a person to, to step their game up in their life, you know, mm-hmm. for them to do what's necessary. And that became my goal. To do what's necessary is necessary. I even started singing a song by Dennis Reed. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, one part of the song, it would say, I am who I am today because God, he saved my mistakes and he worked them for my good. And now now I'm okay. And so I feel like he, he's working it all out for my good. I don't know where this is going. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, how this is going to end with us. I don't know. But right now, today, Mm -hmm. it works for me. I'm finding out everything that's working for me. I'm finding out what's making me happy. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, whether it's my husband that comes back or another man that comes along, I know what I like now. So, Mm -hmm. I know what I don't have to tolerate and I know what I don't have to deal with. I know what I don't have to put out there. Is you're going to accept me for me or just keep it moving. Do you feel like if you would have had that mindset before, do you feel like things might have went differently? Or do you think that this was, you know, 
the inevitable with who he was. This is who he was. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could have did anything differently. To know that you have a woman that's your backbone and to leave her because I'm, I'm, I'm tired of working. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of providing. I'm tired of not feeling like I'm not going nowhere with this. I ain't taking no trip right now. Like, because that's everything he told me he doing now. <laughs> he taking trips. He don't have to work as much. He's just turned out to be such a disappointment. Yep. The crazy part in, in all of this, sometimes I'm able to sit on the phone and talk to him as if nothing's happened. And sometimes I look at the phone when he calls and I could be like, uh, nah. Can't handle it. Does he call a lot? No. We, we don't talk to each other a lot. Mm-hmm. It's only pertaining to something with the kids or, you know, it's not worth it to me. My 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 place of peace that I've found so far is going good. I, I don't want to sit there and, and backtrack. Yeah. No, like you said, and then you almost have to sit down and think to yourself, too, you know, what would be different if you were to go back? Because chances are nothing. Nothing. Chances nothing. are nothing. So with that, because that's so, I mean, that is so so heavy like there's so many different things to you know pick up on in that like even before you were talking about you know red flags that you overlooked and then even to the point where now you've you know found out how to recover from such a you know a heartbreak you know what for you what words of wisdom would you want to leave with our listeners i'm gonna let you choose because it's so much it's so much to take away baby just don't (laughs) lose who you are don't don't lose yourself in trying to please someone else because I feel like as people as man and woman I don't feel like your happiness or the other person's happiness is is your responsibility mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. I don't feel like I don't feel like that's our mission here our mission is to love to nurture as women you know I don't feel like my mission is to make you happy. It's to add to your happiness that you've already found. So therefore, if you know yourself and know who you are as a person, you can choose to love someone else. You can choose to accept the love from someone else because you know who you are as a person. You've got your own happiness. It's not your responsibility to, to create their happiness, to, to create it. And that's, that was the thing. That's what he was looking for me to do. So until you know who you are as a person, you cannot fully give yourself to someone else because you're you're, you're gonna you're gonna falter. Mm-hmm. So don't lose yourself in trying to do that. And I did that. And as a result, as you can see, it doesn't matter what you do. If that person is not happy with themselves. <laughs> You're you're not gonna have them. Mm-hmm. Well, Tasha, I can tell you that <laughs> um, I appreciate you being so open and sharing with us because, like I said, a lot of times for women, and I'm I'm not even gonna just limit it to women because that's so biased, and I do that a lot. But even mm-hmm. for men, you know, I think sometimes even today, just the way that we love, we love so differently than how we used to you know it's not as innocent as pure as it used to be and i feel like things like this happen 
so much just different degrees but it happens so much and um when we're going through it we feel so alone like nobody can possibly understand so just with you sharing you know your story i feel like it helps a lot of women who may be going through something different but feeling just isolated and like nobody gets it so I really appreciate you, you know, opening up that way. We we do. We all appreciate you opening up that way. <laughs> um, you made me tear up. I don't want to tear up. <laughs> and I told you, I said, well, I'm going through some things. It's making me feel some type of way. But it's a, it's a good feeling, too. Like, it's almost like, um, like it's encouraging to see you be able to step out of it and, you know, overcome it and get past it and still find yourself, you know. And it, like I said, it hasn't even been a year that, you know, you officially, you know, separated, you know, from him as far as like him not being in the house. And so for you to have even come this far to where you can talk about it and be open about it is, you know, huge. I still struggle with telling people about things I've been through. So thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's therapeutic to talk about it. Guys, um, thank you all, you know, so much for listening as always. And if you would like to be on the show, a guest of Good News America 365, then definitely visit us online at www.gna365. That is the numbers, not the letters, gna365.com. And let us know. As always, thanks for listening. And until next time, stay positive. Cause forever.